When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart. Welcome back to the Master Your Magnetism podcast. I'm talking with Marcy Newman again today. I'm really looking forward to this topic. Welcome, Marcy. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Helena. I'm so excited to be here. As always, we always have such great conversations. So yes, yes, we definitely do. For those of you who aren't familiar with Marcy, she's an integrative intuitive counselor, certified hypnotherapist, author, creator of award-winning healing products, and the founder of Self Love University. She hosts a show on HeartShift TV, and she helps people release toxic stuck energy and open their hearts to build lasting self-love that helps keep you coming back to your authentic self. And that's what my podcast is all about. So I actually received a question from a listener who had been listening to our episode on self-love manifesting and making decisions from your heart rather than from your ego. And she sent in a fabulous question that I actually get all the time from women in my community. Should I go ahead and just read the question to kick off this episode, Marcy? Sure. That sounds great. Okay, we're going to be talking about falling into the self-help trap or the healing trap, something that I know a lot of people who are drawn to this work can relate to. So we'll explain what that is and how to get out of that cycle. But let me go ahead and read this question now because I think it really sums it up beautifully. So she said, I listened to that episode with Marcy a while ago, and I remember hearing the phrase self-help trap or healing trap. It resonated with me then and all the symptoms that Marcy was describing I am in currently. I haven't hardly felt in flow, only anxiety and self-doubt. I'm in this place where I'm doing things I know aren't good for me, like overeating, spending too much and watching too much TV. I'm wondering if you have any simple questions that you can ask yourself to redirect you to being in the right direction. I can see years of struggling with this trap. Thank you and bless you, Helena. So I had sent this question to you about a month or so ago when it was submitted to me and we just felt so much for this woman. I actually receive questions like this all the time. So would it be helpful to explain what this feels like or what it is when you're stuck in this cycle where you just feel like there's this endless amount of work on yourself or healing that you need to do to get yourself to a place to attract what you want? So there's a lot that we have to sort of unpack with this question and also in terms of the symptomology. But let's start off with talking about these traps. What are they? And the most important thing for anyone to just really start to accept is that whenever there is this tendency to beat yourself up, it is because the influence of the ego has become stronger than you following the influence of your heart. 
Your heart knows exactly who you are. It knows everything about you, where you need to go, what you need to do. And when the ego starts to notice that there is a weakness in the chain of thought, what it does is it jumps in and it sort of wears away at that chain. It's trying to separate those links so that you feel separate from the flow of energy, from the flow of love itself. And so I think we're at this place in our level of consciousness. And I know your listeners are because they've been listening to you for so long and elevating their frequencies. But I think we're at this new level of consciousness where we need to just accept some things. And that is that the ego acts in one way and the heart acts in another and so the more that we can learn to differentiate those voices, the faster we can get ourselves back into alignment and reduce the amount of beating up of ourselves that we've in the past gotten really good at. And that is the only trap. The trap is, is that the ego in that moment, its voice, you might say, has become stronger than that of the heart. And it entraps you by separating you from your heart. So think just for a second, like what would it feel like if you were really actually separated from your heart? Number one, you would be filled with fear. You might even feel a sense of terror. You might feel abandoned. You might feel that you are all alone in this world. You definitely would feel like you're unlovable that you're unworthy of being loved, that there's something wrong with you, that you're not valuable. In other words, the list would go on and on and on because that downward spiral will take you into the depths of all of your false beliefs about yourself. So having this higher level of consciousness, it comes with a new set of eyes, you might say. It is a new awareness and we must trust that awareness. And it just says this very simply. It says that anything that you are seeing through the eyes of the human is going to be insecure. It's not stable. But anything that you see through the eyes of your heart will not only make you stable, but it will connect you almost like an electrical outlet has you and holds the plug and illuminates the whole room because you've made that connection. So these traps, quite frankly, they're not anything to be afraid of, but they are something to be aware of. They happen to all of us. And again, because of where we are in this level of awareness, we can nip that in the bud. We don't have to be afraid of it, which means that if you suddenly find yourself, you know, overeating or doing things that you know are self-sabotaging, what the ego wants you to do is to dive down, try to figure out why that's happening. What mm. was it in your childhood that caused <laughs> this reaction? So it has you actually searching for the wrong information. The information that you need is how do I get back? What can I gift myself in terms of love frequencies that will bring me right back into alignment with my heart? So this is how we step into a brand new level of really mastery in creating our own lives, 
creating what it is that we really want to experience and of course attracting to us all of those opportunities to be loved and to be love itself as well as to love from this higher frequency and that's the bottom line our purpose is to expand as love itself so that we can extend it through us and i do believe that as i said those especially who are listening to this recording they're going to get it because this is our time it's our time to really align with love and i think we're doing a fabulous job I love how you put all of that. That is so beautiful. Earlier this week, I did an Instagram story saying that we're going to be recording this episode today. And some people sent in some questions. One person said, I feel defeated sometimes because I've been working on myself for so long. And I hear this a lot. Women in my community, especially, or people who are just drawn to this work in general, tend to have one area in their life I've found where they've done so much work, so much healing and inner work and learning the outer tools to be their best self. And they just don't seem to be getting any traction. I can certainly relate to that myself. And it's tricky because I know the tendency to want to rummage around and look for what's wrong with you and where did this come from? And of course, there's value in having some of this awareness, but I think it can go so far in that direction to where you actually aren't in the present anymore and you aren't at a place where you feel worthy or ready to really have all of those things you really want. So where do you see that line between having the awareness, which I do think is important and going so far in that direction that you really aren't able to get out of it and come back to yourself and reconnect to your heart and your true desires? Such a great question. So the truth of the matter is, is that the only significance of anything of the past is what it has taught us. And what has it taught us? Every single time, this is 100% of the time, what it has taught us that is of value is where we have lost our alignment with our true selves. So if we're, you know, rummaging, as you said, and I love that word, for the reason, the cause, the this, quite frankly, they're looking in the wrong direction because the moment that you start that, you're looking to blame someone else. You're looking to find blame. And the moment that we find blame, we start to shame and we start to guilt and we start to fill our heads with shoulds and all of these that are going to detour us from what the real issue is. The real issue in every single one of those experiences was how we betrayed ourselves how we abandoned ourselves. And what is significant is that we look at, well, okay, maybe we did that, but look where I am now. And so we look at simply what it was that we have learned about ourselves and we use that as a new starting point. There is no, absolutely no benefit in beating ourselves up or pulling ourselves apart because in that moment, we wish we were someone else. We are someone else now. So embrace where you are. And I mean truly embrace where you are. Really take into account how far you have come from that time. You don't need to keep going back there and stripping yourself of all of your accomplishments. And you don't need to re-feel it. What you need to feel is the truth of who you are. And that can only come from realigning with your heart. 
It's so true. What would you say to someone who's experienced trauma, maybe in their childhood? I know a lot of women who are drawn to this work. And of course, this can apply to men as well. My podcast audience is mostly women. So the language we use often reflects that. But of course, this could apply to anyone. If they did experience something that was traumatic, maybe in their childhood or sometime growing up, what would you say to someone in that situation? How can they now come from this place where they feel worthy of attracting what they want? I hear from so many people who have these stories and beliefs that they're too damn to be loved by someone or to be worthy of success and things like that. So if they have that belief, they will make it true. Right. Mm -hmm. It's always the bottom line. And again, we're now being called to take universal principles, the laws under which energy actually works and bring it to task. If we believe that we are too damaged to be lovable or to love or to be worthy and all of that, It's exactly what we will continue to create. I believe we're sort of at this bifurcation. We are at this fork in the road. And that fork is asking, do you still want to remain victimized as a human? Or do you want to step into your higher expression of yourself that has a more panoramic view and can take those experiences and not need to re-experience them, but simply take an accounting of who am I now? And from that point, who do I want to be? Which direction do I want to go in? And start to create We are creators. And unfortunately, that's what we have forgotten for so long. We have been living in total reaction to life. When we are in reaction or reactive, as we might want to say, we are in cahoots with the ego energy. Every reaction is caused from an experience in the past. And that's how the ego has control and power over you by keeping you there. Remember, its worst nightmare is that you actually remember that you are this genius creator. And I really think that this needs to be talked about more because there is this constant pull by the energy of the ego to prevent you from remembering that. And that happens for a number of reasons. Number one, as humans, we have this ego energy, I believe, that almost gives us a map for healing. Every time we get caught up into it, we're shown where we have deviated from the truth of our being. But it also shows us the path for realigning with that truth. And so if we can look at that energy as giving us the opportunity to do that, we can look at it as an invitation and we can rise to that invitation. We also, I think, are at this place where we must accept that given this ability that we have, and it's a very sacred and holy ability to create When we start to take it more seriously, we can also choose the frequency of energy that we want to create from. And I know we're getting into some high level sort of esoteric concepts here. But it's not that obscure when you just come to this place of saying, wait a second, would I have been created to come here and suffer or would I have been created to come here and love and be loved? So we start to look at every situation as an invitation for something other than what we have seen it in the past. And that's really an amazing place to be. And I do believe that 
we are at this fork in the road, as I said, where we're now here choosing to bring some of our own divinity into our lives, but accept it as us, as us having that power. We've already been hardwired to do this. I mean, let me just ask you a question. If you've been hardwired to love and be loved, why would you have any other purpose? I love that. I just think the way you explain things is different than anything else I've ever heard before. I know we did a whole episode on how to keep your ego from sabotaging your love life. That was a couple years ago. If people want to go check that one out. I also know that you have a whole course on removing energetic resistance from your past, mm -hmm. which is very popular with my audience. So helpful. And I really like how you put that. I think it would be helpful to get into a specific example because like you said, these are huge sort of esoteric concepts. Another question question that was sent in through that Instagram story that I posted earlier this week is how do I know if it's me that needs more work or if the right person hasn't shown up yet? And this is a question I get all the time, Marcy, I'm sure you hear this from women as well. A lot of times I hear from women who have attracted a man or they feel strongly attracted to a guy and he's not quite stepping up and really pursuing her consistently, or maybe he's not prioritizing her or committing to a real relationship with her. And she gets triggered by that or maybe Maybe he pulls away and she feels triggered or anxious and she turns inward on herself and she thinks, I must have more healing to do. I need to be more feminine or lean back and be more magnetic in order to attract this guy. And I just see that so often. I'm curious if you see that as well. That's where I say it's just simply not the right match. It's not some reason to blame yourself or do more work on yourself if someone else isn't showing up. I'd love to hear all your thoughts on that and getting into a real specific example around this. Sure. Sure. Even as you were speaking, I wanted to cry. I felt this emotion coming up because I have heard that so many times. And mm -hmm. I want everyone to know that that is because you've been programmed to react like that. You have been programmed to believe that anything that isn't working out in your life is because there's something wrong with you. Right. And this is another one of those instances we have got to move beyond that. But what's beautiful is to recognize that pattern. And that's power. That's real power to recognize the pattern. So if you are feeling rejected by someone and you start to notice that you're having these thoughts, what is wrong with me? Why does this keep happening to me? Why can't anybody love me? Why can't I ever find, you know, a person who I can have a true relationship with? If you're going down that path, guess whose responsibility it is to stop? It's yours mm -hmm. because all of that is false. And you really hit the nail on the head, Helena. When somebody is not responding to us in the way we want them to, they are not a match you can stand on your head, you can spit nickels, you can have golden eggs, you can contort yourself in all kinds of directions. It's not for you to do. Your job is to focus 100% on being love. Love that is radiated out can only have a return of love. When you are radiating out what's wrong with me, the universe will answer 
and respond by giving you a whole litany of things that you will interpret as being wrong with you. In other words, it simply will mirror back to you what you see as wrong. And then you'll have more experiences because you're going to send that out into the universe again, over and over and over again. So then every experience that you have is providing more evidence. Something's wrong with you. And I also want to just speak for a moment about this concept of, again, it's a programmed concept that we need to work on ourselves. What we need to do is show up for ourselves. We're already perfectly us. And we are a polished diamond through our life experiences. We do not have to turn ourselves inside out and upside down. We are so beautiful, so perfectly us. Our only job is to get out of our own way so that we can express it freely and through our heart rather than through the eyes of somebody else. And that's the problem with this belief that you have to work on yourself. That belief has at its core that you have to live up to somebody else's expectations, that you have to live up to the criteria that somebody else has of you. Well, let me tell you something. You are a divine being. You are love itself. What could possibly be wrong with you? Nothing. What is the issue is that we get confused with all of these programs that we've been subjugated by many since childhood. So they're really ingrained. And often we're led to believe that we have to be this in order to be loved. We have to be that in order to be lovable or worthy. It goes on and on and on. And then the program tells you that you have to earn love. Well, number one, that is 100% a false belief because you are love. You don't have to do anything to earn it. But number two, you can see how it takes you off the path of your ability to be truly you. You can't be you if you're constantly trying to be what you believe others expect you to be. The greatest gift that you can give to the person who's waiting to love you is to be you so that they can find you. That is so true. I'm really glad you brought that up. I was thinking back about 15 or probably more than that years ago. And if I hadn't learned about feminine energy, if I hadn't learned about this work, I would still be suffering. I just know that for a fact. So a lot of people say, I just want to be myself. But if you're acting out of anxiety or insecurity or leaning forward, trying to prove yourself or make something happen, I'm just speaking from my own personal experience, that wasn't my true authentic self. So I actually did have to learn about some of these concepts about tapping into your authentic self and your true desires and radiating that out. So if I hadn't learned these concepts, I really do think I'd still be acting out of a place that wasn't actually my true self. So I think it is really important to learn about some of these things. But there's a point where you just are constantly turning inward on yourself thinking there's this endless amount of healing and inner work you need to do. And it just feels like a never ending process. Where do you feel the line is there? I think that's really important to talk about. I think number one, reinforcing that we don't really have to learn as much as we have to remember. This whole concept 
of not being enough is where that belief comes from, you know, that you have to learn to be someone else or that you even have to learn how to be you. You seriously just have to show up for yourself and you have to do it in a way where you are the most precious relationship you're in. And that's where so many people, I think, get really tossed around in this world because, number one, they don't even know who they are. They have not taken the time nor invested the energy in, I call it that world, that journey of into me see, of true intimacy, knowing who you are. And that, I believe, is facilitated by learning how to discern energy. I know for myself at this point, the moment that I'm starting to react rather than respond, I feel it immediately in my body. And by react, I'm talking about being reactive to someone because I think that they would want me to be something other than I am. And as I said, at this point, I mean, it just rises its head and I'm right there. I can pick it out of the crowd now. And the moment that it starts, I will stop. I will stop whatever I'm doing, I'm saying. I will come back into my heart and I come out. Sometimes it is almost like an act of defiance to myself because my message to the ego must be so strong that it knows you need to stand down. I put my ego in its place in a loving way, but it's a powerful way because I'm here to be me. It is the only way that I will ever access everything that's available to me. Every time, and this goes for all of us, every time we are trying to be what somebody else wants or needs us to be, we diminish ourselves and we get further and further and further away from having access to the information that will help us to continue to rise. This is so powerful. I just love the way you explain things, Marcy. It's so funny. I was actually just thinking yesterday, the category for this podcast is the self-improvement category because that was the one that fit the best, but I've never really liked that. I wish there was a remembering who you are category. Oh, I love that. It would right? be great. Like, Maybe you need yeah, to start one. I know. I wish I could. I didn't want to put my podcast in the relationship category, even though I know it would probably do much better there, but I didn't want to pigeonhole myself into that box, similar to what happened on YouTube because I feel like this work is so much bigger than that. And so I wish there was a category of coming home to who you really are That's because right. I know the tendency to really just feel like there's this endless amount of improvement and healing you need to do. It is interesting though, I keep coming back to my own experience. About four or five years ago, I was at a place where I just wasn't putting myself out there. I wanted to date. I wanted to meet the love of my life. I was 37 and a half, I believe at the time. I wanted the opportunity to have a child if that was something that was in the cards for me. And I just wasn't doing it. So I actually got support. I reached out to a counselor on BetterHelp. I've talked about this story. I worked with him for a few months and actually met my husband very shortly after we started working together. I woke up one day and I just felt this really strong desire to put up an online dating profile. And I met my husband 24 hours after that, as most people know, I've told this story so many times. So I do think getting support can be helpful to help unspeak 
mystic was blocking you. That was my experience, at least. Where does that fall into this? Because sometimes it is really helpful to get support. I don't think that has to involve decades of therapy and going back and unearthing what's wrong with you, like we talked about at the beginning of this episode. What's your take on all of that? I'm just curious. Yeah, and I was the same. When I realized that I needed to make real changes in my life, I'm so grateful to myself that I reached for help. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I found this woman who was a combination of a therapist, a mentor, and a coach. And what I think the value is in working with people, I know this also because my clients have said this to me, and that is having the opportunity to look through the eyes of someone who has transcended that place where you are. I mean, you cannot put a price tag on that because those eyes help, number one, to retrain your own eyes. But what it does is it opens you up to the world of possibilities. And what I think happens, and I've experienced this with so many of my clients, is that they get so confused about who they are, where they are, what love is, how they should be acting, what they should be doing, you know, what else can I do, all of that stuff that they really just need that set of eyes that can say, start here, just start here. Mm, I like that. If we go into trying to build any relationship with not accepting who we are, we will be a pretzel in no time. That is true. I've definitely experienced that. And that sort of brings us to the last question that was sent in earlier this week. And I get different versions of this probably every single day. She says, what are the particular core wounds to heal in order to not attract narcissistic men? I hear from women all the time who are attracting emotionally unavailable men, avoidant men, or those are the only kind of men they're attracted to. And that is a question I get. Is there something I need to heal within myself in order to turn these patterns around? And I'd love to hear all your thoughts on that. I've actually never discussed this with you before. Yeah. And I want to thank you for bringing that question to our table because this was a big one. Number one, this has to do with that whole favorite MO of the ego that keeps us all in this state of confusion. And we have seen an incredible rise. And like I said before, our level of consciousness, our level of awareness, and you and I have, I believe, contributed to that so much because of our focus on self-love. But there is still a lot of confusion about self-love. And there's still those people who will be wagging their fingers and telling you that if you are following your heart, that you are taking something away from them and you are being selfish. And this is where, once again, we must put the time and energy into developing such an unshakable relationship with Within ourselves that we know beyond any shadow of doubt that our most important job is to follow our heart because it's our heart who leads us all the way to fulfillment, to accomplishing our purpose, even identifying what our mission is. It is that following of the heart and really being committed to being loyal to what it is leading you to that gives you the access to all of that information that you are yearning for about where your happiness is, where your unique gifts will have a place to land, where they'll be nurtured and nourished. I mean, the most important things about our lives can only come from being on that journey of self-love. So again, understand the ego's role, why it's trying to dissuade you, 
from that. And the stronger that you get in realizing your importance here and how important it is that you are delivering you to this world, the more that you actually will get to experience all the things that your heart is yearning for. This will be in direct contrast to everything that you've been taught, all of your childhood programming, and the continual influence of the ego, and those around you who fully are invested in convincing you that you are there in service to them. This is also what I see with the increase, and I don't know if you've seen this, but there is clearly an increase in narcissism in our society. And I believe it is in contrast to our commitment to these journeys of self-love. So it's almost like this last-ditched effort by the ego to sabotage everything that will bring you happiness and fulfillment in your life. And so we have to realize that this is going on. This is the way that energy works. And the ego energy is always going to try to pull you back. It doesn't want you going forward. Certainly doesn't want you remembering who you are. Certainly doesn't want you remembering that you are love itself. And so innately. You are deserving of love. You are capable of deep abiding love. And so this narcissism is on a rise. Like I said, it's that last ditched effort by the ego. But what I believe is actually happening also is it gives us evidence that we're on the right path, that all of this talk about self-love, giving ourselves permission to love ourselves is evidenced by that narcissism. So, you know, I always have a unique way of looking at things. And I kind of say, when I come across someone who's really narcissistic and I can feel the pull in my gut, the first thing that I do, if I can do it publicly or not, is I at least envision my hands going to my heart. And I am in that moment giving myself such compassion for all the confusion that I've had about self-love in the past. And I give myself a huge dose of gratitude for the fact that I've gotten really clear and that I've gotten so clear, in fact, that I can share what I have learned with others, my experiences, and how to identify when the ego is sabotaging that self-love. But the other thing is this, and this is another part of it. We've been living in a tremendous amount of fear in the last couple of years, and it's wearing everybody down. And it seems like every other day, there's another wave of something to be fearful of. And of course, this is like a playground for the ego, right? So we have to understand that everything in the outside world is a projection of the energy that is coming from within us as a collective. And so so whenever we want to shift the energy on the outside, in the collective world, it can only start within ourselves. So what I like to recommend is for you to fortify your belief in your own self-love journey and fortify your knowingness that you are love itself. And so, of course, you're worthy of love. Of course, you know how to love. Of course, love is simply waiting to be given and received through you. And so we look at the parts of us that need to be fortified. And what happens is, as we are committed to fortifying that energy, 
we are creating that greater energy within ourselves. It gets radiated out and there isn't a narcissist in the world who will come into our field. That is so true. I see that happening so often. And I really like how you explain that. I didn't know you were going to tie the ego into this so much today. I should have known because you're so brilliant at some of these really deep concepts. Why does the ego want to come in and sabotage things? I think it would be important to explain that just for people who haven't heard some of these concepts before. The ego is a man-made energy. It is not of God. So when we leave these physical bodies as humans and we go into spirit, the ego doesn't exist there. It can't because that entire energy field is pure love. We know this, right? So there's one difference between a human influenced by the ego and a human that is less influenced by the ego. As long as we're here, the ego is going to make every attempt in the world to separate us from our true nature. That's another one of those things. It's a given. All the more reason to learn how to identify it and discern that energy. But here's the little caveat that very few people realize. Because it is not divine, it doesn't have the capacity to create anything. Only we as divine beings are creators. That ego is insanely jealous of every divine being who is here housed in a human body because it knows we are creating 24-7. Whether we are consciously aware of it or not, we are creators. We never ever stop creating. The only thing that the ego can do is produce an effect So what does it do? It produces confusion, produces fog, produces delusion, illusion, produces smoke screens, and hopes that it can make enough noise and kick up enough dust so that when you look in the mirror, you don't see that light inside of you. It is in constant fear that you are going to one day realize that all you have to do is swipe across that mirror and see the true image of yourself. This beautiful, brilliant, divine light. You are here because you are love. And when that happens, you will start to create from these highest vibrational frequencies of love that will create the world that we all want to live in. And so because this ego knows that it never, ever will have the capacity to create, because it is so insanely jealous of you, of me, it will act like any other jealous, envious human being. Sometimes it will have tantrums. Sometimes it'll go for the throat. You know, it does whatever it can. And the truth of the matter is that it believes that it has to keep you right where you are. It actually does have a belief that you're not safe outside of that. But it's only because it cannot conceptualize love. There is no fear in love. They're diametrically on opposite ends of the spectrum of energy. So if there is fear present, if we can just remind ourselves, no matter how it's disguised, that that is fear and that must be then of the ego, then it's really clear that we can easily pivot, turn our face towards the sun, towards the light, and start walking towards love and being love. 
That is so powerful. I really felt a shift inside myself just listening to you. I know we've talked a lot about this in prior episodes, how to keep the ego from sabotaging all of your efforts to come back to your true authentic self and radiate out that self-love, which just naturally and automatically helps you magnetize the right person, the right opportunities, really the life that you want. And so we should probably talk some more about this in future episodes. Just coming back to this initial question, I know she asked if we have any simple questions you can ask ask yourself to redirect you away from that self-help trap or that healing trap where you just think that there's something wrong with you and there's this endless amount of healing and work you need to do and that you're not worthy of having what you want until you get to some top of the mountain that just doesn't exist. I'd love to hear anything like that, any specific tangible thing someone can do to recognize when they're off the path and to get themselves back to that place where they can really come home to themselves. Yeah. And thanks for coming back there because this is really important. So the first thing is to recognize where your thoughts are. So if your thoughts are what's wrong with me, as I said before, you know, what more do I have to work on? What do I have to strip out of me? All of those things you need to accept in that moment. That's your ego speaking. Your higher self, the divine aspect of you that is love, would never say that to you. It would only say, follow me. I'm going to take you to your joy, your happiness, your prosperity, your peace. I mean, it's going to take you in the direction of your dreams. So when we ask the question, what's wrong with me? Your only answer can be, what's right with me? In other words, if you're asking that question, you already have to just know that you're in the wrong direction. And one simple pivot of, well, what's right with me? And then going into giving yourself a testimonial. I'm love. I'm a really good person. I'm fun to be with. I'm this, I'm that. Whatever you can conjure up in that moment to build you up, do it. Even if it's just you like the shape of your eyebrow. I want everybody to envision for a second that when that ego is in control, you are behind a wall. Everything that you have to bring to a relationship, to the world, it's all behind a wall. What happens when you start to ask your question like, well, what if I really don't have to tear myself apart? What if there's really something good about me? It's like there's a crack in the mortar between those bricks of that wall. There is a crack in the wall and the light will find that crack 100% of the time. And the moment that that light finds a crack in that wall, it will grow and pick away at the bricks, the mortar. There is nothing that can hold it back. And that's why it's so important that you are the one that says, well, what if that's not true? What if all of that that I'm telling myself is false? What if I am love? That one simple question, the universe will contort itself to show you that you are love. I love how you describe that. I always talk about a crack in your resistance. You just need a little crack in your resistance and all the love and everything you want can start making its way to you. There's so much hope out there for everyone who's struggling with this. I just think there's all the hope in the world. I keep coming back to my own experience. After I worked with that counselor and finally decided to put myself out there after a couple years of just not feeling motivated or ready to do that, I was basically just living my life. I didn't do anything crazy. I always 
always say I didn't go to some expensive retreat and meditate on a mountaintop every single day. There's value in some of those things. Everyone has their own path. But once I really just asked myself that question, what if this is all just Mm going to come together easily? What if I'm enough exactly as I am? And once I reversed all of those patterns of leaning forward, trying to make something happen, trying to prove myself, once I had that awareness, and then I got the support to unblock myself to where I was actually ready, I was just going about my day looking for the most positive aspects and just enjoying my life. Truly, it doesn't have to be some complicated process in order for that light to come through that crack in your resistance, as you so beautifully stated. So I can't believe how quickly the time flew by today. I could just talk to you for hours and hours. I agree. Is there anything else you want to say here on this topic? And I'd love to talk about your courses too. I know we mentioned removing energetic resistance, very popular course with my audience. You also have Find Love Now, True Love Begins with a Heart Shift in You, and your Self Love Starter course. Anything you want to say about those or anything else you have going on right now, I would love to hear it. Yes, absolutely. So as far as the courses are concerned, there are two major concepts that are alive and well in all of those courses. And that is that this is your time to become empowered. So it's different from being empowered. You need to be going inside for the information. And that's how these courses have been created. Each one of them takes you inside so that you are tuning in, tapping into your innate knowledge, your wisdom, and of course, your true authentic self. And then they give you direction as to how to let that out how to radiate it out. Because the one thing that I was thinking about as I was listening to you speak, Helena, was how important it is that the basic concept, remembering we are creators. So what does a creator do? It just continues to go forward creating. Creation never goes backwards, never goes back. It doesn't create back. It goes Mm -hmm. forwards. Think about, you know, a snowball going down a hill. It goes forwards. So creation can also only happen in the now. It doesn't happen in the past. It doesn't happen in the future. It happens in the now. That is a universal law of energy. So each of these courses, the self-love course is all about you being in the now, really fine-tuning who you are and leading you where to go inside so that that power source is a continuum taking you forward releasing resistance, I'm actually taking you deeper into a heart shift. Everything that we've been talking about, and you described how you felt that shift listening to me speak, this is real. These are energy shifts, and it must come through the heart. It cannot come through the head. It cannot. It's impossible. The ego is 97% in control of your mind. So the heart is where all of your truth is. It's everything that you need to know. And so the resistance that we want to release is really the control that the ego has on you. So it teaches you how to identify it more. And then, of course, to bring all of that energy through your heart. It is the only place within you that has been calibrated. It's been designed to actually transform energy. And then we transmute it. We shift it into its highest form so that we can now create from it and we can be assured that whatever we're creating from that higher frequency, it's going to be like heaven on earth. 
And then find love now. Again, it's the acceptance of self that you have within you, this most beautiful being that your love is waiting to find. And until you can clear out the misconceptions and the false beliefs, it can't find you. It's not because it's not there. You're not emanating the energy that will draw it in. So find love now is all about positioning yourself so you're in this constant state of simply letting go of the energies that don't have the capability or the capacity to create or bring back to you what you want to experience. These are all courses to empower you. I love that. In power. I in mm-hmm. power. I in. Yep. That is beautiful. And I know you have discount codes just for women in my community for big, big, big discounts that you won't find anywhere else on the internet. I believe you've said before, right? They're just for people listening to this podcast. Every single one of them is just for your audience. That is so generous. So I'll include all of that information in the show notes, the links to those courses and the discount codes for each one. Thank you so much, Marcy. This was amazing. Is there anything else you want to say before we close out here today? Just remember that you are the most powerful being on this earth. You are a creator. And so keep following love. Follow your heart. Joseph Campbell said, follow your bliss. It's the same thing. Just keep following what your heart is leading you to. And you will never, ever miss. Not ever such a great message to close out on. I just love everything we talked about here today. For everyone listening, make sure you're following my podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Just click the follow button on my podcast homepage. You might have to click the three dots in the upper right-hand corner if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Marcy, thank you so much again. This was great. I can't wait to do more episodes with you. I love everything we talked about here today. Oh, Helena, thank you so much for having me as a guest. And I want to thank everyone for taking the time and putting their energy in this space of reaching for what it is that you want and that you know your heart desires and is yearning for. So great. Thanks again for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.